Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Josh JCL Felto, and this is the Writer's Lens. episode 32, which is titled, Show People What They've Never Seen Before, Yet Tell Them What They Already Know. All right, so this is a bit of a, this is a bit of an interesting episode, I think it's going to be, because uh, it's uh, it's a little bit philosophical, I guess, but I'm, I'm pretty excited, slash very excited to get into the meat and potatoes of this one, but I want to start it off first by just kind of sharing an old adage of the storytelling world, which is to show, don't tell. And it's not to be confused with show and tell, which is something that uh, you know I had to do back in elementary school, and it always scared the bejesus out of me when I had to, to bring in a toy. I mean, for those that can relate, I don't know if they do this still in elementary school or even high school, who knows, because uh, I'm so far removed at this point. I mean, I'm 33 years old. But... Uh, <laughs> but bringing in a toy or an item from home that was important to you and then you had to get up in front of the class and risk public humiliation by sharing why this object that you brought in was A, uh, significant to you, and then B, uh, if there was a story behind it, you should tell the story, and C, don't bring up something that uh, could be potentially incriminating to you later on in life. So... (laughs) So if you got all those in a row and you were able to do that successfully, then people would forget about you after a year or two. But if you were that one kid that brought in like a toilet paper roll or you brought in like your sister's dirty diaper or, I mean, who knows, uh, the list could go on and on. If you brought in something like that and you told a story, then maybe you were remembered for for several years for bringing in the the really ridiculous show-and-tell item. But anyway, just I guess that's neither here nor there, but I, I thought it would be a nice way to start off this episode. So anyway... Uh, as I was saying, there's this there's this old adage in storytelling that says, show, don't tell. And in contrast to show and tell, where you actually get to get up and show people this thing that you brought with you and tell them about it, writing a story is a little bit different because you don't have an actual visual, unless it's, I, I guess, unless you're a, a coloring book or you're a uh, a book with pictures. In my realm, there really is no pictures because it's 300 plus pages of, of written material for you to imagine. The storyteller is not as handicapped as he may think he is in the way that he can describe something to his audience. But the natural inclination for any storyteller or anybody when they tell a story is you want to give as much information away as possible. Because we do, as being that we are social creatures, we want other people to feel and know what it was like for us when we tell a story, be it fictional or be it true, more so when when it's a true story. Uh, But when it's fictional, we kind of want to lead them along this path until we kind of get to the the nuts and bolts of whatever it is we're saying. But we always have an over-tendency to tell too much, and we don't edit ourselves enough. And when we run into this, this idea of telling our audience or our reader everything, it really begins to insult the reader in a way because they kind of they kind of pull back and they go, look, I don't need to hear everything because I want to be on an adventure with you, okay? I'd rather be immersed in a story where you're showing me what's going on instead of just telling me how I ought to think and how I ought to feel. And that's a big, big no-no. And by no means do I claim to be an absolute expert at this, but I, if I did have to point 
anyone in the direction of someone who I think is a really good, uh, just I think is an expert on this, it would be, have to be Jerry Jenkins. And if you don't know who Jerry Jenkins is and you're an aspiring writer, you ought to get to know this guy's name because he's written just just dozens and dozens of books. He's probably best known in some sense for the Left Behind series that he was a part of, but the guy knows his stuff when it comes to, to writing. He even has he has a whole guild where he'll he'll do revisions for people in real time uh, and give tons of writing advice. And he has plenty of resources on his website that talk about this concept of show, don't tell. And give he'll give really good examples too. So for for instance, an example of showing somebody, uh, or rather I should say what an example of telling would be is, let's say, there's a guy named Barry in a, in a story, and the sentence might read something like this. Okay, Barry was extremely tall. Barry walked into the room, and everyone else looked up, you know, uh, saw how tall he was. Okay, it sounds a little bit boring if you say it that way. But let's say uh, you describe it in this fashion. Five people entered the room, and Barry was the lone person who ducked his head beneath the doorway. Okay, now you have an idea that Barry is probably taller than the average person, but you didn't tell the reader that. You just showed them by virtue of Barry having to essentially duck his head so he didn't knock his, his forehead on the, on the doorframe. So a little bit, I don't want to say sneaky, but it's a way of showing your reader so they can become immersed in the scene. Because if I just tell you Barry's tall... It doesn't give you a place. It doesn't give you uh, a setting necessarily. It doesn't put you in anywhere that makes you feel like you're there. It just gives a statement. But if I tell you that he's walking through a door frame, or perhaps he's standing uh, and walking, you know, next to uh, oh man, uh, walking next to a group of other people who would rather be uh, average sized, and he's kind of towering over them, and he's being, or he's picking up items from the top of a shelf that no one else can reach. You now have this image of Barry that he's this taller than average human, and he's also doing something. So you can imagine that with your mind as to what he's doing. And this is obviously a very basic example. There's a lot more complicated ones that you could get into, but this is the crux of show, don't tell. Okay, show people what you're trying to say. Don't tell them. So on to the next question then: Should you always show and not tell? Well, this is you know this is where there's a little bit of creative license that you can take. Because, like I said, no one's perfect at it. You can definitely try to get better at it, but there are certain circumstances where you could tell somebody something instead of showing them. And I think someone who does this quite a bit is uh, Orson Scott Card, who's one of my, my personal favorites. He wrote the Ender's Game series. And he will often sometimes tell a reader exactly what a character is thinking in between action scenes. So they could have a character... You know, if you could imagine this in a movie, it's like the characters are sitting at a table and they're talking, and maybe it's like the hero and the villain and they're negotiating something. And the action's very fast paced. Maybe they're going back and forth. There's maybe a gunshot, and then something happens. And all of a sudden, the hero walks off or maybe gets away. And then Card will do this notoriously. He'll have like a page or two of internal monologue with his protagonist, or AKA his hero, giving you all the thoughts of this person post battle or post conversation and where he's going. What's going to motivate him to the next thing? What are what is he observing as he walks by? Because Card wants to immerse you in the character's head. He wants you to understand what this person's going through and to see it through their eyes as opposed to anybody else's, which I actually kind of like. I mean, it's it's something I, I kind of like about his writing style. I admire it. Uh, sometimes 
I think he needs to edit himself a little bit. But again, that's just no nobody's perfect, and I'm just saying how I feel. Sorry, Mr. Card, if you if you're listening. So, <laughs> but uh, but I like that. I I, I like that style of of uh, getting through large pockets of time by telling the audience what this character is going through and what he's essentially feeling or thinking. So there are times when you can tell somebody what's going on as opposed to showing them uh, because, you know, you do need mental breathers, which is also very important. And speaking of mental breathers, uh, the second half of this this episode that I wanted to touch on is is more than just the show don't tell adage that I, I kicked this off with uh, that's so imperative to storytellers because there's another part of storytelling that's also just as important and that's the whole idea of showing people what they've never seen yet telling them what they what they already know and a, a good example of this is think of the movie Pandora or the movie Pandora the movie Avatar in Avatar you are taken to a completely new world and you are totally in, encapsulated inside of the moon Pandora. You can't breathe there. There's giant blue aliens that are like 12 feet tall. There's creatures with six legs you've never seen before. No one's ever seen before. And there's things that fly overhead that are as big as a 747. Uh, It's a totally unique place that's unlike anything human beings have, have seen, but we've conjured up in our imagination for the sake of this story. Yet what is happening in that story in Avatar and granted I know a lot of people have differing opinions about Avatar how it's Pocahontas in space or Ferngully or Dances with Wolves but that's the point is many of the themes that are present within Avatar are very familiar they're very relatable you know love lost love found forbidden love okay between the two main characters okay this is a very human experience uh, the the rite of passage that the main character has to go through, how he has to capture this giant flying creature, I think it was called the Taruk, in order to to lead the people against the human uh, the human interventionists who are trying to tear down the forest. There's this theme of deforestation going on, and, and the idea of human progressivism for for technology's sake to just rampage through nature, taking out everything in its path, right. Even the mineral itself, I think, in the in the film is called unobtainium, which of course is a is an absolute direct play on words that it's unobtainable uh, to get all this stuff without destroying the land. So you have these extremely familiar situations, familiar conflicts that are happening in a totally alien world, and it it draws you in because you're seeing things you've never seen before, and that captures your eye. Uh, I mean, it, it captures anybody. I mean, as far as the, the human heart, the human condition for curiosity, it captures that. And it's interesting and it's cool and it's neat and all those things. But if it lacks the human touch, if it lacks those interpersonal relationships that have tensions within them, if it lacks familiar struggles and the real sufferings of life, the real challenges that we face day to day, then this story is rather bland. It's nothing good. I mean, I could write stories about Mars, which is what I'm doing right now, but for example, if if my Road to Mars story was just about me going to Mars and excavating some red rock and describing the mountains of of red and this horizon that's not like Earth's, and there's not really a lot of human action going on, or maybe my human characters feel very like stock characters, okay? They, they just feel like characters that 
you've read about before that aren't very interesting. There's nothing, there's nothing deep about them. They're just kind of there. All right. And nothing's happening between them and the other, the other parts of my cast in the story. Then you'd probably dip out pretty quickly. You'd be like, okay, this is not interesting. Yeah. It's a totally new place. Yeah. It's kind of neat that you're in space, but there are other stories of that too. And they have really interesting human characters. And, and that's really the key uh, to telling a really good fiction is that you, you as the, as the storyteller know that this is a, a fake place. The audience knows that too. So don't remind them so much that it's a fake place. Show them things that are relatable. Show them things that are familiar to them. Tell the truth of a situation. That's what's really important, and that's what draws uh, readers, listeners, and you know, I guess viewers in is seeing these unique struggles and uh, and seeing their characters, their heroes or heroines, overcome them in in very real ways, like like any typical human being might. So that's what I mean by showing people things that they've never seen before, yet telling them what they already know to be true. And it's interesting because some movies, I think if we're just going to be just kind of open and honest about this, some movies, some films, some books have an agenda within them where perhaps they aren't necessarily telling the truth. And I'm not going to name examples and things like that, but but I think as readers, we can kind of sense that, okay, we might sense that some universal theme is kind of being pushed or maybe there's a new agenda that's being presented uh, behind the veil of the storyteller. And, you know, that's fine. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's wrong to have an agenda that's that's against something. But but it all depends upon if the audience buys it and if the audience is interested in it, if they become invested in whatever that, you know, that, that perhaps that agenda may be. But, uh, but again, you know, I, I, I don't think it really will grab hold of its audience unless it's something that people can relate to and it's familiar and it's something that they may already know to be true but it's up to you as the writer or the artist to articulate it to them in a way that is both interesting and appealing and ultimately entertaining as well. So that's what I got for this episode. Uh, I hope you guys have been enjoying uh, The Writer's Lens as much as I have been. If you know somebody who loves storytelling, loves story, or you know might want to listen to my beautiful voice for 10 to 15 minutes at a time, uh, please uh, let them know about this uh, podcast. Uh, it is a creative-oriented podcast, and uh, I'm a creative, and I love writing stories, and I love talking about all the stuff that goes into it. So uh, until next time, guys, uh, I'd love to hear from anybody else out there as well. Uh, if you got story ideas, if you just want to dialogue, I'm open to that as well. You can, you can reach me through my website uh, or my email. But until then, uh, this is Josh J.C. Alfelto for The Writer's Lens, and I'll catch up with you guys again soon. Bye.